Amen. Amen. What a beautiful, beautiful picture of uh, what God is doing uh, in us, those who us who uh, claim to be followers of Jesus come together, what God is building in our midst. And today we're going to talk about the, the energy that God brings, the power in which God would build a church such as what we were just singing about, where we were just hearing about. Because now it's, we're just, uh, you know, the second week, we're a full week into the new year, and those people that uh, do these kind of surveys tell us that right now, uh, about 25% of our New Year's resolutions are out the door. We've already, and that by the end of this year, uh, a year from now, it'll be somewhere around 85% jettisoned during the course of the, the year. Change, growth can be very hard. And, and, and the thing is that we hope to change, and many of those resolutions are good. You know, it's around our health and growth and things that are helpful uh, for all. The, but what I want to, to, for us to be reminded of today as we explore this new year, new me, that we have a new energy in God. We have a new power that is in us. The, the power of God resides in all who follow Jesus. The same power that, that raised who was dead to new life. The, the same power that, that took nothing and made something and then breathed life into it, animating it. This is a power is real. Uh, so that we can sing that not as a pipe dream, but as a reality. Uh, so that uh, change is possible in you, in me, and in us. Uh, so let's uh, let's pray together as we jump into exploring what God's Word teaches us about this this new energy, this new power that is within us. Almighty God, thank you again for your written word that speaks to us of your truth, that corrects the the lies of the world, uh, that uh, brings hope and realignment with us uh, towards your goodness and your beauty. Now, may indeed your Holy Spirit continue to not only teach us so that we know you, but even into the depth of our soul. uh, That we would indeed experience you and then act in ways that to honor you. All in the power of your Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. All right. So if one thing that I want you to, to feel this day is the confidence that because God, the Holy Spirit, empowers you. You can be confident because God, the Holy Spirit, empowers you. As I said, this is the, the, the power that was at work at the very beginning of creation. You know, when there there was um, nothing and then the whole universe was created. That that same power exists in you and me. Now, um, I wanted to think just a little bit about that notion of the, the power that was present. You know, uh, different scientists, they'll call it the Big Bang or whatever. I don't care what you call it. I just know who did it. And the one who did it is the creator of the universe. And so what was the energy what was the energy present at that moment? Well, we know, you know, water boils at 212. So you got an idea, 212 degrees Fahrenheit. You got an idea what that is. And uh, many of us know because of high school English that uh, paper burns at 451. 
You know, so we, we know we know that. Um, but so a, a nuclear bomb. Let's think about that. What's the, the energy? What's the heat uh, that is expended at the center of a nuclear bomb? It's 18 million degrees Fahrenheit. So 18 with six zeros. Right, that, that's uh, 18 million. Now, so the scientists that, that propose and study and theorize around that initial moment of creation, they say that the heat that was, that, that came forth at creation was uh, 18 with 31 zeros. After it. I don't know what that is. 180 million, billion, gillion, zillion. I I don't know what you'd even call that. But that many degrees Fahrenheit is the heat estimated at creation. Now let's just say they only got it about half right. Okay, well then take off about 15 or 16 of those zeros. And it's that many, 180 zillion degrees Fahrenheit. But that is the power of God at creation. The the power of the Holy Spirit, then not only to create things from nothing, but then the power of the Spirit to breathe into things that are inanimate and make them live. I got no idea what kind of power that takes. And then, above all, Above all, this is the power of the Holy Spirit that came upon the church at Pentecost, right after Jesus ascended to heaven, and lo and behold, miracle of miracles, caused the church to change in the moment. That's the greatest sign of the power of God. That they were empowered to speak the language of the people, breaking loose of the upper room, taking the good news to the people around them in the language that they could understand. That's the power of God that is in me and you. So we can be confident that the Holy Spirit resides in us and empowers us. Now, um, let's let's look at Romans chapter 8, uh, verse 9 through 18. And he, see how uh, Paul... Uh, Again, feeds that sense of confidence and gives us a little more um, information uh, about this reality. All right, uh, Romans 8, starting with uh, verse 9. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to Him. But if Christ is in you, Although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So then, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit 
himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So a couple things that we, we catch that, again, feed this confidence that, that the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you and me. That same spirit dwells in us. We can be confident of that power alive in us. That, that spirit is in you and me witnessing to our spirit, to our very soul, that we belong to God. That we are God's children, that God will never abandon us, and that he has the power to carry us through whatever we face. Even through whatever sufferings, they pale in comparison to the glory that we will experience and do experience in the very presence of God in us today. Know this, though, that we catch from this particular passage. That we will experience suffering and pain. We will experience things that that do not meet with our expectation. That are not in our dreams or our desires. But no matter what, we are sure that the power of God that created all that is real, the power of God that raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you and me. Um, uh, do you guys remember, this was six, eight years ago now, April 2014. And there were um, a, a, a group of young women, uh, high school seniors, and they were uh, in Nigeria. Uh, they were um, the late teens, early 20s. And they were in a, a Christian school, about 300 of uh, these young women. And during one of their um, gatherings, uh, they were invaded by a group called Boko Haram, a fanatical Muslim group. And all 300 were kidnapped, um, ta- taken away, and they were beaten. They, they were uh, starved, uh, this, you know, all kinds of psychological pressure put on them so that they would convert to Islam and marry their captors. And, and that would, they were told, would free them. And they were, you know, filled with all kinds of lies about all the destruction that had happened to their villages and their schools and, and all of that. And um, uh, they were released three years after that, in 2017. Um, caused quite an uproar. Bring back our girls was the hashtag that was uh, all over social media those those days. Um, uh, and a uh, hundred of the uh, girls uh, were um, you know, died during that time. A hundred girls we don't know where they were, uh, uh, where they are even now. And a hundred uh, girls were eventually released. And they uh, now that's starting to come out are their stories of how the spirit empowered them and changed them during such a struggling time. Uh, they, they tell stories of all 
all the, the suffering that they faced, but then how they endured by um, gathering together in, in small groups and singing hymns, uh, singing songs that were from popular Christian artists that were on Nigerian Christian radio at the time. And they would continue to sing those to one another. They, uh, a few of them had sections of the Bible and they would get together and share it and then sort of collect it. And then they, they learned from Nelson Mandela's stories when he was imprisoned and how he would stow away different little books and, and readings and writings and papers and pencils um, near where they would go to the bathroom. So that when they would go to the bathroom, they'd know where to look to find the, the book. The, the, many of the, the group, they particularly memorized during those three years, the book of Job. To, to make it through, they had a collection of psalms that they would regularly write down in their journals. Because they, they were given paper and pencil in order to write down, they're supposed to write down the verses from the Quran, but uh, they would use that. And then on the backside is where they would then write their own journals, telling what was happening and recounting and restating, writing down, particularly psalms of lament, you know, like Jesus on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And through all of that time, the Spirit empowered them, changing them all along the way. They grew in faith. They, they grew in courage in times of great fear. They supported one another. They, they, they depended on each other. They grew in love and patience and endurance. That's the power of God of the 180 million billion gillion Degrees of Fahrenheit alive in those young women. Friends, if you trust in Jesus with your life, the Holy Spirit is with you every step of the way. Even before you professed faith, that Spirit was in you. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3, that the, the Apostle Paul tells us, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed, and no one can say Jesus is, is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. If you are a follower of Jesus, you believe, trust, follow Jesus, He is Lord, you can't say that. Now, you can say the words and lie. But you can't say them uh, with honesty unless the Spirit is alive in you, giving you that very desire. Uh, Luke 11, verse 13, uh, Jesus uh, tells us, uh, he's talking to his disciples, talking to us about prayer. He says, if you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? You know, so you can give good things to one another. How much more will God give good things? But the Holy Spirit, which is the good gift of God. So if, if you believe, trust, follow Jesus, then the Holy Spirit is in you. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead. And he says, ask. And the Holy Spirit will be given to you. So uh, one response for us then is if Jesus says that is for us to regularly be asking God, the Holy Spirit, to empower us. Ask God, the Holy Spirit, to empower you for change. Whatever that change might be that you're seeking. I mean, Jesus calls the Holy Spirit, in John 14-16, gives a whole litany there. Just of, But he calls the Holy Spirit, he's talking about how he's got to leave, the Holy Spirit's got to come, and the Holy Spirit is our helper, our encourager, our supporter. But ask. Do you ask? Do you simply just say, God, will you send your Holy Spirit today? 
This is the change that I'm seeking today. Ask. That's the first step. That's the first action step. Now, I want you to feel the confidence of the Spirit within you. And then the action is, okay, ask. Let me ask and then listen. And see how the Holy Spirit would lead you and guide you and direct you. Because remember, God, you've heard me say this a bunch of times, God is not a heavenly vending machine. He's not a divine door dash, not an app that we pull out in our time of need. He is the Lord and leader and power of our lives. He's the one in charge, not me, not you. I may say, God, I want you to change this. And God might say, no, I'm not going to change that. That's not good for you. It's not good for the purposes in which you're created. It's not good for the very clo- for the glory of uh, the divine one. It is not good for the health of the church. But the best gift we receive is the Holy Spirit. But I want you to know, then the Holy Spirit is alive in you. He's empowering you to change so that you will live for Jesus. That, that, that's the, 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 the key. That's the, some of y'all been waiting me to get to that. You've been saying, so I just ask the Holy Spirit for whatever I want. He'll do all things. Well, no, he won't. He won't do all things. He, he won't do what dishonors his name. He, he won't do what will lead to your destruction. He will lead, if you are in Jesus, he will lead you to do what best helps you to follow after Jesus. What best helps me to follow after Jesus. What best helps us to follow after him. This, this is the good gift of the Holy Spirit that is best for me in the long run. Because it's better for God to be in charge of my life than me. It's better for God to be in charge of the church because he's the one who will build us up to fulfill what we were just singing about. It is God who will be at work in us, making us a witness to the world. I mean, throughout the scriptures, back in Romans 8, what we read in Romans 8, 13, he said the spirit's going to help us. He's going to change us so that we put to death the deeds of the flesh. And that we live according to the ways of the Holy Spirit. That's what he's going to do. That's how he's going to be working, changing us. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, he, he told us, that Jesus told the disciples then, he said, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So he's about to leave, the Spirit's about to come, and you will be for this purpose. So that you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. He's going to bring change in us, brothers and sisters in Christ, as the church of Jesus Christ, so that we can witness to him wherever we go, in what we show, and in what we say. That, that, that's one of the purposes that he will be at work in us. Uh, John 14, 26, uh, the Spirit, uh, uh, Jesus tells us, uh, when I leave, the Spirit's coming, and he's going to help you remember everything that I said. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I've said. Uh, In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, the Apostle Paul tells us, To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. 
for the, the good of the community, for the good of the church, for the good of our, uh, of our neighborhoods, for the good of our city, for the good of our world. Each of us are given specific gifts, unique talents that the Spirit brings upon us and empowers us to do so that the world will be blessed. So that your neighbor will be blessed. So that your family will be blessed for the common good. I mean, the, the story, again, of the Nigerian young women is just shouts of how they were empowered in common good for one another. That they were given strength. They gave strength to one another in times of weakness. They gave courage to one another in times of fear. They, they fed each other's hope in times of despair. And, and they were acting in love. In their diaries, there's, there's found just prayers for their captors. Uh, prayers that, that God would open their eyes to His truth. That they would come to know Jesus and be saved from their brokenness. In the middle of their starvation, in the middle of their being beaten, the Spirit is alive in them, helping them to grow even deeper in love. Which, which reminds me of the, the, the greatest passage, I think, that displays to us what happens when the Spirit is alive in us. What happens when the Spirit is rooted and nourished. The Spirit will bear fruit. That Paul tells us it's love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That is the fruit of the Spirit that is in us. That, that is the work that He will be doing as we surrender to the power of the Spirit. He will be working in us in that way. Sometimes, sometimes what we're often, and a lot of times what, what, you know, resolutions are, are about, um, are really how we want to, to change our circumstances. But God the Holy Spirit's primary purpose in me is to change me. Sometimes we want to change the circumstances, but God wants to change a character. Sometimes I want to change the situations, but God wants a change in me. And that is the power of creation exploding in us. So you want, we want changes in our lives, in our situations, whatever it might be. Well, one, always ask the question, is this change in alignment with the teachings of Jesus? Because the Holy Spirit's not going to do anything that isn't in alignment with the teachings of Jesus. So one of the first things we need to be sure we're doing is that we're regularly referring to the teachings of Jesus. We are regularly reading. What is Jesus teaching us? Because the Spirit can't cause us to remember something we've never read to begin with. And maybe the way the Spirit causes us to remember it is to get it to read it today. 
So we've got to be reading the teachings of Jesus. We've got to be saying is, is what we're looking for is in alignment with the fruit of the Spirit. The Spirit's the power of change. Then is this, in what way is it in alignment? What what way is God, is God causing me to be more loving? How's He causing me to grow in patience? Uh, How's God causing me to grow in self-control through this? What is His Spirit doing? And, and, and then am I asking God to lead me in this change? Or am I dependent on me? You know, that, that ask, be asking God to lead you in the change and the power, because that, that is the power of the Spirit within us to do the very things that God has called the Spirit to do. And, and also, as we learn from uh, the, the scriptures, as we learn from our Nigerian sisters, uh, are, are you involving other Christians in that change? It's one of the beauties of growth groups. That's what they're about. People that come together looking at the teachings of Jesus, looking at the scriptures in the power of the spirit to help one another, just like those women did in Nigeria, to help one another, support one another, to give strength in times of weakness, to give hope in times of despair. And our our prayer, our desire, our hope Our excitement and anticipation is that as we as a community continue to surrender to the power of the Spirit and are confident that the Spirit is at work and we are in alignment with the the teachings of Jesus, then what will God, what kind of explosion will God cause in our families, in our workplace, in our neighborhoods, in our communities? At 5742 Hamilton, how will the Spirit come and explode and lead us? Out into the world being a witness to the peace and love and compassion and joy and gentleness and kindness of our Lord. Uh, may, may that be the power and energy that exudes from us so that God's goodness will be glorified and proclaimed around the world. And his love and righteousness will be experienced because of his people engaging with those around them. What, what kind of explosions would that cause? May, may this year be one filled of those kind of explosions because of the Holy Spirit at work in us. Let's pray. Uh, Almighty God, uh, we 